0: We're basically saying, OK, let's figure out the purpose to the money. Let's figure out what we need to grow to, what we need to get for earnings so we can generate the income that's going to last you a lifetime of retirement, because that's why you need a certain level of returns. You know, more is not a goal, You know, but a lot of people get wrapped up in you know, saying, hey, I want bigger returns, but they don't understand the risks that come with that
1: there are many factors that contribute to success skill good work habits positive mental attitude and of course proper planning so let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with michael stewart of crystal lake tax and financial i'm your co-host mark killian let's get started hey everybody welcome into the podcast thanks for tuning in once again to the show the retirement success blueprint as we talk investing finance and retirement with Michael Stewart from Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Good show lined up this week. Uh, we're going to talk about handling some unreasonable requests. And, you know, Mike, certainly none of our podcast listeners would ever be guilty of making unreasonable <laughs> requests. So as other people that we hear these things from in the financial world. But how you doing, my friend? I'm
0: doing great. It's uh, you know getting close to Turkey Day, so uh, times are good.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is our uh, early November show. We'll have be back with another one uh, just before Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday, that's for sure. I, I love Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan as well.
1: Yeah, you got your football and you got your food. I mean, hey, what else do you want, right?
0: There you go. All, <laughs> only next thing is Christmas,
1: right? <laughs> you know what? Well, I think about the thing about Thanksgiving is, there's a little less pressure usually than Christmas. Maybe that's why I like it too. You know, not only the food, but there's a little less pressure because, you know, you get all the Christmas holiday stuff and it gets kind of pressury. So I agree. I agree. You know, so that's one way of looking at that. So let's, uh, let's turn our attention towards big tech and big companies, I guess, since we're talking about Christmas and we're talking about that stuff. Uh, the disappointing earnings reports recently from places like Apple and Amazon, is that kind of part of that supply chain issue that we're hearing about that's going to maybe affect our Christmas and things of that nature? And at what point, Mike, do we start to worry about this stuff uh, leading us into uh, a recession kickstart, if you will?
0: Yeah, that becomes some of the concerns that are kind of floating out there is... You know, we we all see the inflation type headlines and those things that everything's getting more, you know, inflation is five, five and a half percent now, according to the government. And a lot of that is driven by supply chain issues. And what that means is, you know, if you think about, you know, about 18 months ago or so when this whole kind of COVID thing first happened and they kind of shut down the economy. You had a lot of issues as far as, you know, you can't just shut down entire global economies Mm -hmm. and expect that everything's just going to pick right back up where it left off. So, you know, you've got chip shortages, material shortages, labor shortages. There's all different kind of things that are happening. So when you look at like Apple and Amazon. And they're saying, you know, hey, we, we beat on revenues, but our earnings are down. Why? Because they're paying more for people. They're paying more for parts. They're paying more for distribution, all those kind of things. And the concern as we flip the calendar into 2022 is how long will it take for this to actually improve? Because the demand is okay, but the supply isn't, you know, and it's not only, once again, just a supply of stuff. And we're starting to see that with some empty shelves, and I'm sure we'll see it coming up in the holiday season it really comes down to if, you know, there's less consumer purchasing out there and there's high inflation, that alone could tip the economy into recession. So it's definitely something worth watching as we kind of get into 2022 and, and the comparisons are about what does business look like going forward? And do we still have those same challenges?
1: Yeah. No, it's going to be an ongoing issue that we're going to have to certainly pay attention to, and so uh, this is early November, so if you have not started, you may want to start looking for those items you might want, or maybe, you know, Mike, this is a great time for us to get back to, you know, the spirit of Christmas, right? Maybe we do some more heartfelt things or stuff of that nature. Who knows?
0: Yes, yeah, maybe you should tell my kids that. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: Luckily, mine's grown, so I won't get beat up for that. But <laughs> well, let's talk about some unreasonable requests because that could be considered pretty unreasonable to a child, right? Hey, where's my toys? So let's talk about these from a financial standpoint, Mike. Uh, what makes them unreasonable? You know, what's a, maybe a better expectation to kind of set or look for? And So I've got some classic things here that we often hear in the industry. I'll let you kind of break these down. I want some bigger returns. I want the biggest returns, but you know, little to no risk. I mean, we all do, right? I mean, that's the kind of the nature of the beast. But is it really truly unreasonable?
0: Yeah, m- many times when I hear that, it's you know, hey, I have you know big expectations for returns. I want eight, ten, twelve, twenty percent returns, whatever it happens to be. <laughs> but then you say, okay, well, how comfortable are you with risk? You know, where where are you comfortable with? And Not they say, so oh, well, I don't really don't want any risk, right? And you know, and we look at it and you know, I'll go on the on the whiteboard and I'll say, okay, you know, here's what most people want from an investment. They want growth, right? They want it to grow to the sky, they want to make all kinds of money. They want it liquid because they want to get it whenever they want to, they don't want it tied up. And then they also want safety. You no, know, I don't want any risk to this money. So they want it to grow to the sky, they want no penalties, they can access it whenever they want, and they don't want to lose a dime. And I tell them, you know what, the reality is on all the different types of investments that are available out there you can get two of those on different types of investments, but no investments have all three of those. So when you say I want bigger returns, then that's a conversation about not just taking more risk, but why, you know, when we sit down and do our retirement success blueprint, which is our financial plan with clients, we're basically saying, okay, let's figure out the purpose of the money. Let's figure out what we need to grow to what we need to get for earnings. So we can generate the income that's going to last you a lifetime of retirement because that's why you need a certain level of returns. You know, more is not a goal. You know, but a lot of people get wrapped up in, you know, saying, hey, I want bigger returns, but they don't understand the risks that come with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, so it's not unreasonable to say, hey, I want to maximize and try to get the best returns I can. It is if you just don't realize that that's going to come with some level of risk. So you have to, you know, set those expectations in a place that makes sense. Uh, Absolutely. You know, we'd love to have, you know, cake that we can eat and it actually makes us lose weight and puts money in our bank account, but it doesn't exist, right? So (laughs) so it doesn't work that way. Uh, All right. Unreasonable request number two. Can you reduce your fees for me, Mike? A lot of times we'll hear questions like that. Well, you know, I want to get down to, or this company's doing this or that or whatever the case is.
0: Yeah. We we don't hear that as much on us. We're pretty reasonable. We're a flat 1% fee. So whether you've got $500,000 $500,000 with us or $5 billion with us. You're pretty much paying a 1% fee. Now, part of that's our, our business model. Mm-hmm. not only do we do the investment management for that, but we're also doing assisting with the state planning, the tax planning, tax preparation, healthcare planning, you know? So for that 1%, you're actually getting a lot more. And then that's kind of, you know, when people say, can you reduce your fees? Sometimes it's just a knee-jerk reaction. They're saying, oh, hey, you know, I, everybody wants to pay less. Sure. Yeah. On the other side, it's cost and value, right? What are you getting for whatever you're paying for? So as I relate it to advisory fees, you know I see it all the time from you know the big names in the in the industry. People, prospective clients, will bring in their statements and say, "Okay, you're paying your advisor uh, one one and a half percent advisory fee." Okay, no, well, that's good. And, and they've got you in a bunch of mutual funds and other kind of things that also have another half or one percent of internal fees. So really, your true cost is close to two percent or so. So if the mutual funds are managing the money, you know, the day-to-day transactions, then what are you getting from your advisor for the advisory fees that you're paying? And then they start thinking about it and like, I'm not getting tax planning. I'm not getting estate planning not even really getting financial planning. All I'm getting is investment management and the funds doing the investment management. So why am I paying the advisor? <laughs> right, yeah. So, so I, you know, we're big believers in pay for the advice, don't pay for the product. You know, so that's why we use a lot of individual securities and things rather than a bunch of funds. So, you know, when someone says, can you reduce your fee? Uh, it's a, It's relative value. What are you getting for the fee?
1: Yeah. And that's where we typically come back to. I know there are advisors out there that do that sliding scale kind of thing and whatnot. And so it's really, what is the value getting? Because in fees inherently, there's fees in life and everything, right? So fees are not necessarily bad in and of themselves. It's just a matter of, are you getting good value for the fees that you are paying? And that's always the conversation we come back to. And that's why it's worth having a conversation with your advisor or potential advisor about how they get paid. There's nothing wrong with asking that question. So make sure you do that for yourself. Uh, Another reasonable request, number three. How can I get out of paying taxes, Mike, on the money in my IRA or 401k? This one we definitely hear a lot. Uh, You can't get out of it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're never going to get it. If it's pre tax money that you've set aside in your IRA or your pre tax traditional 401k or something, you can't really get out of it. What you can do is minimize the lifetime of taxes that you pay. And what I mean by that is, you know, if to give you a visual, is, you know, on one side of you know the road, you've got your traditional IRA, your 401k, all of your pre-tax, your you know, money you've never paid tax on. So it's forever going to be taxed. Well, you take a dollar out today, you're going to pay a dollar. If that dollar grows to 100, you're going to pay taxes on the 100. You just can't escape it. On the other side of the street, you've got your Roth IRA and your Roth 401k. This is money you saved with after-tax money, you know or you did a conversion or so. And in the middle is, you know, I like to call it a troll, but let's call it a toll bridge. It's not a troll (laughs) bridge, a toll bridge. And standing on that bridge is the IRS. And what the IRS is saying is they got their hand out and says, if you want to get from this forever tax situation to this forever tax-free situation, then you've got to pay a toll along the way. And that toll is income tax. So what we do is we put together a plan, a tax plan, a strategy to mitigate taxes over your lifetime. So not just any given year. So then that way we'll say, okay, we're going to take hundred thousand dollars from, you know, just arbitrary number hundred thousand from this pre-tax account, pay the taxes. like so maybe it's 22% or something to get it that hundred thousand over in the tax free account. And you're like, well, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to pay the $22,000 in taxes on that hundred thousand? Well, because what happens is let's say 10 years from now, that money doubles or triples right now that hundred is now let's call it $300,000. Well now when you go to take money out of that 300 that tax free Roth, it's completely tax free. Had you left it in the traditional IRA or 401k and it grew to 300, you would know oh taxes on $300,000. You know, so there's a sweet spot on where you want to go from forever tax to tax free. That's also why you need to work with somebody that understands taxes, not just investments.
1: Yeah, getting out of it not so much. That doesn't make Uncle Sam very happy, but you know, being efficient is what it's all about. So trying to find a way to be best efficient with that. And then finally, Mike, uh, can you just do it for me request, right? So a lot of us out here, it's not our thing, right? I mean, that's why we're turning, we're turning to a professional like yourself is because it's not our thing to put this together. Maybe math just drives us nuts or, you know, just the complicatedness of it. And so they come at this kind of viewpoint of, well, here, here's my stuff. Just do it all for me. And on the one hand, I can see that being somewhat reasonable because you think, hey, I'm paying you to do this. But on the other hand, you do have to be involved. So it is unreasonable to just assume that you can turn everything over and then just get back like this perfect plan.
0: No, absolutely. And and on those, you know, they, they want a done for you solution, right? You know, can you just do it for me? You know, here, here's the accounts, you know, that's why I'm hiring you. So, right. so you're right in that regard. Uh, how we build that in because their retirement at the end of the day, right? So I said, you know, I'll do the driving, but you got to come along for the ride. You know, that's that, yeah. that's the way it has to be because it's your retirement, you know your goals, your income needs, you know, your tax liability, the legacy you want to leave. So when we do that, you know, in the second meeting in our financial planning process, you know, the first one's a discovery meeting. So we kind of say, here's where we are, here's where we want to go, what gaps do we have? You know, so we kind of arm ourselves with the current first where we want to go. Our second meeting is what we call a co-design meeting. And it's a co-design meeting because now we're going to take all that information we got from the first meeting and co-design together with feedback, going back and forth on here's the pros and cons of the different strategies that we need to undertake, both investments, taxes, healthcare, estate planning, all these things that will basically deliver the lifestyle and the retirement that you want. You know, But everything comes with pros and cons, like we talked about you know, risk earlier and those things. So if these are our goals, let's co-design what that looks like together. So now we have a roadmap on how we're going to be successful over time rather than just kind of winging it.
1: Yeah, because if you don't participate at all, it's not your plan; it's your advisor's plan, right? I mean, basically your this plan. Is true. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you you know you got to participate, right? They're going to do the heavy lifting. Clearly, that's why you hired them, but you've got to participate so that you can get your input into your retirement plan. So that's the bulk of our conversation this week here on the podcast, talking about unreasonable requests. And of course, if you have some requests or some questions, you need some help, always reach out to a qualified professional like Mike and his team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Find them at CrystalLakeTax.com. That's CrystalLakeTax.com. And you can drop us an email if you'd like as well. And that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to answer one from George in Napierville. And uh, he says, Mike, I've heard you talking about being aware of the risk in your portfolio. I'm 65. Exactly how much risk should that be?
0: Yeah, George, at a very kind of Surface level, uh, we would say there's something called like the rule of 100. So, the rule of 100 is you take 100, you subtract your age, and that's about a good starting point for how much you should have in the market. It means at risk. So, if you're 65 now, George, then 100 minus 65 means, you know, really a starting point for conversational purposes on how much equity or stock market exposure risk to your funds you should have is about 35%. Now, every day, I'm talking to clients that. There's 70, 80, 90% in the market. And the problem with that is it's not taking into account the amount of the risk capacity that you have at this stage to actually take risk. And what I mean by that, George, is let, let's say you've got a million dollars, you know, you're 65, you're knocking on the door of retirement, George. Maybe you're already retired. You got a million dollars saved up and you're like, hey, between Social Security and taking, you know, 40, 50 grand off of this million, I'm in great financial shape. For income, it's going to last as long as you, and if you're married, your spouse. But now, if we're taking a lot of risk in order to make that happen, more than we should. Now, I would ask you, and we ask clients this all the time, is, okay, think about risk in this sense. So you got that million dollars. If the market rolls over 20%, you're crazy aggressive, right? You got 80 90% of your money in the market because you know you want all this upside. Bigger, you think more is better, even though you've already won the game. Then, okay, if it goes to a million too, market goes up 20%. It goes up to a million two. Okay, that's great. You know, we all want more money. But at the end of the day, that million to million two, you're not going to buy an extra car. You're not going to take five extra vacations or anything because of that. That just helps kind of pad the stats a little bit. But what if it dropped 20%, George? What if the million went to 800,000? Now that might impact, not only psychologically impact you, because now you're going to be worried about, okay, you know, I still need the same amount of income, but I got 20% less money to pull it from. So when we start talking with clients about that, you know, we hear it every, every two weeks of this show and you hear it on the radio show is in retirement, income is the outcome. You know, that's the goal of the portfolio. The goal of the portfolio isn't to beat your brother's portfolio or to keep up with the market. It's to make sure that you have enough income to last you and your family, and you can leave the legacy that you want on the back end. So when we talk about risk, George, the amount of risk you need to take is the amount of risk that allows you to accomplish all the things that you want to with the least amount of risk possible. So George, if you have any questions on that, give us a call. We'll be happy to walk you through it.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for the question. We always appreciate it. And if you do have questions, again, we talk in generalities. Always check with a qualified professional. Before you take any action, you can reach out to Mike at 815-526-3092 or just stop by the website, crystallaketax.com. Did you say the goal is not to beat your brother's portfolio? Because if, if that's the case, do you have a brother? Because, yeah, it's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Thanksgiving is coming up. That's right? right. Thanksgiving is coming up. Exactly. Now, thanks for hanging out with us, folks. We always appreciate your time here on the Retirement Success says Blueprint. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the content. You can get future episodes. You can find it on Apple, Google, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, all those platforms or just go to crystallaketexts.com. We'll see you next time here on the show. Thanks. Investment advisory
0: services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial is a franchise of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities.